0: You're listening to Episode 92 of the Rebel Buddhist Podcast, where we talk about a new way to be a leader in your own life. Welcome to the Rebel Buddhist Podcast, where we explore how to use the science of psychology, Eastern spiritual practices like mindfulness and compassion, and the game-changing work of self-coaching so you can free your mind and free your life. I'm your host, Anna Verzoni. Hey, hey, Rebels. How has your week been? Did you do Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day? My husband was out of town paragliding in Colombia, so I celebrated with some friends over the weekend, which I totally don't mind since some of my best Valentine's Days ever have been Valentine's Days. And actually, this past weekend was gonna be just kind of an overnight with two other ladies at a cabin in one of my fave places in Alaska, Hatcher Pass, for just, you know, one night. But then it snowed super heavily overnight, and people were showing up the next morning talking about how they got stuck or how they almost got stuck and were glad they were wearing avalanche beacons in their trucks because the road goes through avalanche terrain for four miles. And I was like, huh, I'm not that into getting stuck in avalanche terrain with my seven-year-old and a dog without cell service and having to walk all the way back up to the past in a whiteout, (laughs) right? And so I stayed put for another night, which didn't totally suck because a band that had been playing the night before Blackwater Railroad Company, who is awesome. You have to check them out had also spent the night. So they were still there and played another night. And the lodge also had awesome food and water and toilets. The cabin didn't have running water and all that, but it it did have heat. And the guy that was supposed to take over the cabin we stayed in, he didn't make it up because of the snow. So we got to stay another night in the cabin instead of trying to fit like 10 people and two dogs into like a little tiny room, which would have been fine, been there, done that, but it was super nice actually. And then they almost closed the road, but it all worked out as it usually does, right? Made it out during a weather window. So, hey, before I dive into today's topic, I just have to give a shout out to Liv, who posted an amazing review for the Rebel Buddhist podcast on iTunes. They said, a gold mine. Anna has a special way of getting right to the heart of our problems and then offering real remedies. Her teachings are deceptively simple, but are expert in a way that can only come from years of study and experience. My life has actually changed rapidly in only a few months thanks to the unique precision of her teachings on complex issues like self-doubt, purpose, routine, the balance of material and spirituality, and others. I'm so grateful for these profound lessons, and I truly hope they reach all the people who need them. Liv, thank you so much for that heartfelt review. And I want to say, y'all, these warm my heart and keep me going with the pod. So Liv, I'm so glad you found some tools here that have helped you. And I know you've emailed us, and I just want to thank you for your kind emails as well. You're a stand-up human being. And if y'all are feeling the love, feel free to head over to iTunes and post a review. It makes a big difference with helping others to see the pod when they're searching, okay? So thanks in advance. That would be awesome. All right, let's get to today's topic, which I love because in a way it's about being a leader in this world and in our own lives. And I don't mean someone who is at the front lines of battle or the CEO of an organization per se, although the concepts today can certainly apply to that. I mean taking the lead in your life and in the world around you on the daily. I mean, when you don't just walk into a room or situation or onto a bus or into a meeting and take the temperature of the room like a thermometer, sussing out the vibe so you can see how you should respond, right? See if it's welcoming or fun or positive or kind of scary and negative and letting that affect you and change you. but rather. You walk into a room and you become the thermostat, turning the vibe into what you see would be most skillful at the time. So here's an example that many of us have experienced. Maybe it'll make more sense with this. You're on a plane and all of a sudden the plane drops into an air pocket and it gets all wobbly and a few people gasp and the bell dings and they ask everyone to sit down and fasten seatbelts, right? And what do you do? I know what I do. Once I fasten my seatbelt, you bet your ass you'll find me looking at the flight attendant. I figure I can read people well. And if they're looking calm, I can spy if they were like faking it or if they legit looked calm. And if they're calm, I give myself permission to let go and not stress. And I also run through the stats in my brain about how planes going down to turbulence is like almost unheard of these days. But anyway, so... The flight attendant is not the thermometer, just assessing the scene's temperature and vibe and letting it lead to some reactionary behavior like running around frantically checking on everyone. They become a thermostat with the ability to impact the people around them. I mean, I don't know if this is actually a part of their training, but it's got to be, right? Like if there's turbulence, don't freak out because you will cause panic, right? You are the thermostat. You impact the entire room, the entire plane. A thermometer, on the other hand, is like a mirror. It reflects what's going on, and it's variable depending on what's going on. It's reactionary. Now, Roger Ailes, I think, coined the phrase, be a thermostat and not a thermometer, or at least that's where I first heard it referenced from. This is often used when referencing business leadership. But I want to invite us to apply this to our daily lives and how we want to lead in our own communities and in how we show up. What if we realized we were the emotional thermostats of those we come into contact with? I've seen this so often when I've walked into a stressful situation. Okay, so one of my superpowers is being calm in a super stressful situation. And I mean, it has to be like super stressful because things like traffic or running late or something, I'm not so much so calm. But I mean like disasters or emergencies and epics. It's like something in me turns on and I'm able to take a step back and see a bigger picture. Like when I worked in the ER and a new trauma came in. And I want to say this does not work for me in emergencies involving animals. I become totally useless and start to cry if an animal is suffering, which is why I never became a vet. But human suffering... I got you, okay? All right. Or like when I was a midwife and I would come into a birth that was full of stress or tension or things weren't going that well and the family and the nurses were really anxious. Or when I was guiding, there was like a major rock fall or an avalanche was set off or a boat flips or something. And one of the things I often hear from clients is When you walked in the room, I felt a shift. And you've all been in a room where that happens, right? You're sitting in the room, somebody walks in and something shifts. Now, I'm not saying I'm anything special. I'm telling you this because you do it too. You impact a room when you walk in. You may just not be aware of that. And the degree to which you do is up to you. It just so happened to be that my professions required it of me to be able to shift the temperature of a scenario, right? Like the flight attendant. And in those particular situations, I was lucky because it felt natural to me in those situations, but not always. Sometimes I had to fake it because I knew that if I lost it, everyone else would too. But eventually it became easier, right? More natural, more and more. This capacity we all have is well-known in Buddhism. Thich Nhat Hanh once said, when the crowded refugee boats met with some storms or pirates, if everyone panicked, all would be lost. But if even one person remained calm and centered, it was enough. They showed the way for everyone to survive. And I'm just going to take a moment here to pause and say, Thank you, and give a deep bow to Thai to Tiknat Han for being such an amazing teacher. So he shares this: right, if even one person remained calmed and centered, they showed the way for everyone to survive. It was enough. And this is one of the reasons we practice, right? Why we meditate or do yoga or listen to podcasts and learn to free our minds from getting hooked by emotions and false beliefs that are more like thermometers and a reactionary based on whatever's going on or what we think is going on. To be able to be that person that Thich Han talks about, to be a touch of calm, in the center of this storm of life or to be the touch of positivity or of humor or of hope, of kindness, of love. We all have the capacity to influence those around us in this way, not just in emergencies, but in day-to-day life. At the end of my yoga practice, I like to dedicate it and I say, may this practice not just benefit me, but all I come into contact with. And on the retreats I lead, after we meditate or do a practice, we often say this, right? I feel like when we make that dedication, we own that we impact the energy of the spaces we are in, of the other beings that we have contact with. So as you move about your life today, Try to notice how you're showing up. Are you entering into a challenging situation, allowing it to impact you, such that you react to it, like wishing things were different, or wishing it didn't make you feel a certain way, or wishing it would just change, and doing your best to make a change? Or do you enter into a situation and intentionally set the tone, be the change you want to experience? as we cultivate our wisdom and compassion and ability to create more time in that pause between perceiving a situation and our response to it, we will be more skillful in doing this as well. So if you're faltering with your practice these days, hang in there and remember that this is one of the reasons why we do this work, why we give a shit why we do what we do and we want to learn about it and try to show up as best we can, right? We are all connected. And how we show up has an impact on the world. It really does matter. You matter a lot. Hey, Rebels. Speaking of adventure, if you're into this work and into doing rad shit with cool women in gorgeous places in nature, (laughs) sounds awesome, right? Apply for the Adventure Mastermind. Our first retreat is in April and the early bird bonuses are the bomb diggity. So head over to AdventureMastermind.com. If you like what you heard, please spread the love and share it. And if you know you need some help with this and want to learn more, about how to free your mind and free your life. Go to rebelbuddhist.com and grab my free Rebel Buddhist Toolkit, where you'll receive a video training on cultivating resilience, access to the private Rebel Buddhist group where I do weekly live sessions on topics just like this, and a copy of the gorgeous Rebel Buddhist Manifesto, and more for free. That's rebelbuddhist.com.